the network is running to the bank, like laughing, running to the bank with this scandal. And I haven't seen a single penny. Virtual reality. Hi, I'm Danny Murphy. And I'm Caroline Blair in for Evan. And Caroline, I am so excited you're here for two reasons. One, because I need to tell you that Virtual Reality Live is back September 7th, Fashion Week themed at Chelsea Table and Stage. We have Cynthia Bailey from Atlanta. Love. Saida Silva from New York. Love. Ashley Darby from Potomac. And some surprise guests that I don't even think you know about yet, Caroline, that are going to be announced very soon. So you all can get your tickets at ChelseaTableAndStage.com. Uh, show is at seven, doors at six. It's going to be a chic, messy time. And I feel it's a perfect segue into the mess that we all listen to as a collective Bravo family this week, Caroline. I know you listen to, I'm sure everybody else has, Rachel's return. Uh, and no, not the Friends reunion. It was the Vanderpump reunion part 500 of Rachel on Bethany Frankel's podcast. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like even if we didn't have a normal podcast scheduled for today, we would have to have an emergency press oh. conference. <laughs> 1,000%. Because it's impossible not to have thoughts everybody's talking about already. Caroline, what was going through your brain for a second when you saw the podcast refreshing and that this was the episode going on? So I think the craziest thing was, you know, logged on to my computer today, no biggie. And the first thing that pops up on my Instagram feed is a picture of Raquel Rachel with Bethany. And I almost didn't recognize Raquel Rachel just because I hadn't seen her. And so, and it was like, it was one of those things where you take a person out of the setting they're supposed to be in and put them in a different setting. And you're like, are you supposed to be here? Like, it's like the Highlighters magazine. You're like, what is different in each section? Yeah. Yes. But I mean, it would, it's only part one. And I've heard there's a lot more coming, <laughs> which will be a fun few days. I am curious. Well, A, I do have to say, say what you want about Rachel. And there's a lot to say. I'm into the bob. The hair highlight. She went to... Uh, she went to get mentally evaluated and also to a colorist, a stylist, because mm-hmm. the hair looks good. Uh, it's the four non-bobs because they're just bobbing together. But I am kind of interested that it's three parts because they kind of unpacked the majority of stuff in part one, right? Yeah, it was it was really interesting because the way it started out um, was a little bit all over the place, obviously, because yeah. you know, a lot to cover. But I was intrigued because I feel like in a, throughout the podcast, Bethany was kind of teasing like, oh, the reunion, like we'll get into the reunion. And they talked about it for just a, like a brief second. So I'm definitely looking forward to Rachel's thoughts on that. But I mean, even in the first episode, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like she she covered a lot. A and lot. I like too that she kind of because I love because she's like. I've emotion I've mentally evolved, but she's like, why am I not getting any direct deposits? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because it is true because I mean, obviously ariana this happened to her she's making some good money with all the mm-hmm. endorsements very like turkish coffee cups jennifer aiden endorsements mm-hmm. ariana grande i mean ariana, grande, ariana maddox is getting grande endorsements is what <laughs> is going on uh so maybe the uh the coffee was going to her Sandoval's mm-hmm. still on the show still touring so he's getting paid he's signed back on mm-hmm. Rachel's yeah. not doing the new sh- not doing the new season, so she's not really making any money, and she mm-hmm. didn't pay an- anyone to do the sit down interview. She did it for free with Bethany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's crazy to me too is you know she's claiming that you know she didn't receive a penny from all of this 
you know, scandal and everything like that. But what I think is also really interesting is like you said, um, you know, she was on the season and she kind of said on the podcast a little bit that she was almost motivated to get in some trouble to make some headlines because those she called like the her co- like her co-stars for like role models or like what she had to look up to which was crazy because it was it, you know she wasn't justifying her affair but it was a little like well everyone has affairs and like yeah they was, seem funny she <laughs> was like how do i stay full time oh i guess i'm gonna do this well baby be careful what you wish for because you just might get it you made some headlines mm-hmm. you made a lot of headlines a lot uh, and it is an interesting thing where i feel it's what everybody was saying about she was playing from like the Vanderpump Rules rule book of like season four. Yeah. But we were in season 10 of everyone being like more so like adults. Mm-hmm. So she should have just watched the uh, more recent seasons to kind of have the role modeling happen. Yeah. And what was interesting too, I will say is um, she kind of talked a little bit about her past relationships. And obviously she was wow. on the show because of DJ James Kennedy, obviously brought Many her times. on, obviously. But I guess I didn't realize she kind of said that you know, she had a brief college romance, but James was her first, like, boyfriend, serious Ooh. person. I was completely wrapped up in heartbreak and wanting to get certain needs met. Um, looking back now, I can see that I was still healing from a relationship from somebody who I thought I was going to marry. Yes. And so like, she's only had relationships on TV, which is crazy because she's now talking like, I understand why I'm only like, like seeking unavailable men. And it's like, well, yeah, you had like DJ James Kennedy at first, who wasn't the best boyfriend and then Schwartz and then Sandoval. It's, it's really interesting, actually. It is. And also like, oh girl, those were your two. I mean, there's a lot, cause there's a lot of people that only seek unavailable men she kind of upped the ante by having like, oh, like very, not even emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. They, they were off the market. Well, Kennedy was on the market. Tom was off the market, but then mm-hmm. she put him back on the market. He put himself back on the market. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I, it seems like, has she learned? I don't know. Is she, a, is she growing? I think hopefully maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, do I, do I totally care about Rachel's hero journey? so much i think like bethany and rachel were almost on two different pages when they signed up for this interview because i i noticed a few times bethany was talking and she was trying to get rachel to say a few like not so nice things about reality tv and bravo and she like definitely did say a few you know not the nicest things about like being addicted to reality tv and like you're in the cycle whatever blah 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 but there were a lot of times too where i feel like rachel went on to like give her side of the story it's the first time she's done any sort of interview or podcast directly since the reunion so this is like a huge moment it's not just like let's talk about how reality tv is bad for people you know so i feel like it'll be interesting to see if bethany still tries to get that out of her the next few parts but but i don't know if it's really what i need to hear about i don't know about you no because i feel also rachel's like i don't does she i don't even know if she's like what contract like bethany i don't know what you're talking about girl like Mm -hmm. i feel they are kind of like i you said exactly like they were doing it for two different reasons bethany wanted rachel on not because she gives a shit about her side of the story, in my opinion. Sorry, mm-hmm. B. But I think it's because she was like, oh, this is going to like send shockwaves through Bravo NBCU. 
Mm-hmm. And Rachel was like, oh, I'm really happy to have someone who is not going to like defend Bravo at all. I don't know if they'll be happy with the final, final product. Kind of like I'm wondering if Schwartz is super, super happy with his final hair product. Oh God. Oh God. It's giving bleach blonde crisis. I, that's usually I what can't. happens. Yeah. It's not even like, like, I wish, like, it's not even like a chic, like Adam, like Levine, Bleach. How blonde. dare you say chic Adam Levine in one sentence, but go on. <laughs> I know. Chic go is- on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why couldn't he get a haircut too? Why did he have to just get it bleach blonde? Like he couldn't like comb it or like just cut it a little bit. It looks oh, so like that, bad. Like, like the Teen Wolf guy who did the bleach blonde buzz. Yeah, yes, that's where yes. it looks better. Some some kind of no, it just looked like raggedy. And I mean, God bless that fan for posting that photo that literally broke the internet. Like, forget Scandaval. Like, that was that was the most shocking thing I've seen all year. That like I need to know every single detail. Like, I don't care about the rest of the show, right? Oh. right now I need to know how this happened. And it's perfect because it really sums up so much just how unwell Schwartz is probably doing right now. Cause you're never like, oh, life is good. Let me go bleach blonde. But also, I like to your point too. It's giving us sneak peeks, but not showing us because I'm okay. I don't need to watch full scenes going down on TikTok Live of people like filming the Vanderpump Rules because I want something to watch in February or whenever it comes back. Yes, I know. I've also been seeing that a lot from fans too, because obviously like with the whole Scandal thing, I mean, I think there's been very few other like Bravo shows. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Beverly Hills now where people are like dying to get that content. Yeah. But people now are like, I mean, I remember even a few weeks ago, Sheena spilled some some tea about like healing with Sandoval and people were mad at her. Like they weren't yeah. like thinking it was like a, a fun little tease. It was like, no, like the pictures are one thing, the pap photos, like nice little tease, but I know what's going on I mean I need something to look forward to besides just but I mean I guess Schwartz is giving that to us with cold in winter yes he's he's helping us out and now I wonder because I am going to LA in two weeks am I allowed like should I go for research purposes to Schwartz and Sandy or would that be bad to do I honestly am so curious because I think I don't know like I've listened to some interviews recently of and she's like we haven't been back like no one goes there. Like, I don't think it's doing amazing. And even Raquel, Rachel on her podcast on Bethany's podcast said, cause they were kind of talking about finances a little bit. And she was like, I mean, I'm sure it looks like Ariana's doing amazing, but like, I know Sandoval had all his money wrapped up in the bar. So like, I don't, I don't know, but I'm very curious to see that. And Schwartz will probably be there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe I might go to see the blonde and okay, that that makes me curious because I was like, I don't want to show allegiance, but I'm gonna go to every establishment of Vanderpump, yes. even the yes. newly reopened pump. So mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be a bipartisan situation. And they're all like a few blocks from each other, so it'll be like oh, it, it's truly just like rolling down a hill. But another place, Caroline, that me and Evan went to recently, which I think every no every Bravo fan I feel like would go there with open arms is Brass Monkey. And you live in that area. Do, are you a Brass Monkey girl? Oh my gosh, I, I, that is one of my favorite Roni scenes of all time. I don't like you. I don't think you're funny. I don't think you're charming. I don't, we are not friends. We will never be friends. Because I live a block away from there. And now it's like packed with interns and the young ones and all that stuff. And it's so fun. So I think that's like beyond such an iconic moment that this, like insane argument happened at Brass Monkey. Like New Yorkers, like New Yorkers know, but the entire world does not understand. Like this is just 
Like what's going on? But it's such a fun vibe. And I'm so jealous that you and Evan got to check it out and talk to Kelly. It was a moment. And I do love that you, cause you really did hit the nail on the head also that it is like a younger vibe of a bar. It is very intern season. So also, and that was like, cause we were like, Kelly, when was the last time you were here? We were in exactly the spot she was. She was like, 11 years ago when we filmed this. So she's like, I don't, I don't frequent. Like, she's like, I'm not frequently coming here. But she gave us the full rundown of why she was late, why she came guns blazing at Bethany. What I was saying to her is that, you know, I was in the thick of raising kids. And when you have boys, girls, you know, two parents, one parent, it doesn't matter, like, you know, co-parenting with everybody, yeah. a village of people. You know, your children still rely on you and your number one job as a parent is to teach boundaries. Number one job. Yeah. Because if they don't have boundaries, they're not going to be successful as humans. Like, yes, you have to feed them. Yes, all those, you know, those, you know, feed them, clothe them, give them, you know, shelter. Obviously, those are obvious. But like after that, your job to, is to give them boundaries so that they feel safe. And so I was giving her boundaries to feel safe. I was like, you are acting like a child with all of her antics. And I was like, you're not here, and I am the parent right now. And I'm going to say, no, no, bet. Can I say, she looks younger now. Oh, my God, she looks amazing. And her ring, too. Did you see it in person? Was it amazing? Um, I'm, I'm, she's just, like, living her best life. She's glowing. She is looking so good. The ring is great. She gave us a little tea, too, that, she, like, for, she, she says we're going to find out on the Rohugatroni, that's what I call the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, uh, that... They helped, those ladies helped her get engaged. And I don't know what that means. Okay, okay, interesting. I don't know if she knew what it meant, but she did say that. And she said, we'll find out. I don't know if we will find out, but Kelly's saying that we might in December. Well, I'll be watching anyway, because that is something that I am on pins and needles waiting for. (laughs) So, so excited for that. For like, because everyone's saying Dorinda's going to be a little bit messy too, which I can't wait for. And- if you love just good old fashioned mess with heart, Caroline, are you a teen mom girl? I am a teen mom girl. I I have to be, you know, that is like an OG show, just classic. I mean, they don't make TV like that anymore. They really don't. And I also have to say, because obviously we're talking Bravo all episode, but MTV editing is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and they keep things like there's 9,000 storylines going, but you get hooked to every single one and the teen moms are all grown up and some of them have like fly on private jets I'm like I'm living life wrong yeah I mean it's so crazy I'm like like I mean very happy where I am but I'm like good for you girls you know like good for- you got dealt cards and you you handle them great like look Wait, at you- and one of my one of my favorite one of them Caitlin she runs her man's only fans do you we think that's a girl boss move or a little like what are we doing here I, I kind of enjoy it. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Like, if he's going to do it, like, it's like, I feel like it's the same thing, like, when, like, Real Housewives are talking about, like, like women, like, DMing, like, their mans on Instagram or whatever, and, like, they just, like, the girls, like, will just respond. I'm like, I you know, like, at least you can control it a little bit, but at least she's making money. Like, good for her. Wait, you, that is exactly, the housewives need to take note, because you're just letting your mans, like, have a little flirty back and forth. Where's the? Rent is due, loves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. true. It's so good. I'm obsessed. So Caitlin and Tyler told us all about that. And also Leah gave some updates about, because she's been having some post-engagement drama, but also rising like a phoenix because she had this Teen Vogue spread, which like, 
hello team vote like that's like that's iconic so they got into all of that so for all the team mom fans out there or if you're you know curious of dipping a toe into the teen world take a listen yeah how, yeah. how feeling right now kind of being like looking back you're like wow it has been over a decade of sharing our lives with everybody it's wild to think about. Sometimes Ty and I will, Ty will look at me and be like, why are we still here? Why are we doing this? Like, what, <laughs> they'll call us and say the, the new season's greenlit. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, are you like, really? Like, what? It is crazy. Yeah. But also, it's like awesome that we say, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get this, but we literally have everything recorded of all of our children, them growing up, really special memories. Like, we have all of that stuff documented, which is honestly a blessing that we be that we're able to have that. Kind of grateful, thing. grateful for it, yeah. Yeah, now Leah, this season begins with you unpacking your split from Jalen. How do you feel like your outlook on love has shifted after the breakup? Are there any lessons you maybe learned there? I think there are many lessons that I learned um, within the breakup and my relationship, I think I needed those lessons to kind of propel and be where I am today. As far as love, I love myself. Um, oh, that's that's enough. And I think that I will attract what's meant for me at the right timing. There's no hard feelings. Um, I want the best for Jalen. I want the best for me. And most importantly, I want the best for my daughters. So <laughs> moving forward, who knows what to expect? I think love is out there, but I'm not like pressed for it right now. And I feel people always say like hindsight is 2020. Looking back, were there any like red flags that you're like, oh, why did I have my blinders on? Because like sometimes when you're dating, I'll just always be like, oh, everything's perfect. And you're like, oh, now looking, I'm like, okay. Yes. Yes. I think you have. And for me, I genuinely believe I, um, I trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you. And when you give me a reason not to trust you, then that's it for me. And yeah, the red red flags were like, all right, maybe, but it was never for sure, like for certain. And then it was like, uh, just gaslighting. Come on now, the best word of 2023 or most looked up word on Webster of 2023. It happens to a lot of us. And we do ignore those red flags, but I can promise you I won't ignore those red flags moving forward. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Everything works out for a reason. And now you know what you're not going to put up with in the next mm-hmm. relationship. Are you dating at all? Are you exploring that? Are the girls encouraging you to get out there? It's so funny because I'm actually in a place in my life where my daughters are like, Mom, are you going to be that cat lady at at 70 or are you actually going to give a guy a chance because you don't give guys you genuinely don't generally do not give guys uh the time of day and it's funny because they're like they want me to find that and I'm kind of like I'm focused I am very business oriented I'm focused and I'm working I'm working to overcome life life so yeah, and I love too that you can know that there are good men out there like Tyler, because yes, Tyler, I Caitlin, I love watching you guys Don't support each other so much. And how does it feel? Because uh, Caitlin, you unfortunately had to like clap back at people like trolls and everybody online saying because like Nicholas said that Tyler was body shaming you and stuff like that. How was processing that? Because you two are very protective over each other. Like, how are you feeling right now after that? 
I think it just made me angry because the way that that one season was portrayed was so out of context. Like they would cut out, you know, the end of the conversation and be like, what, you think I'm a heifer? And be like, oh my God, no, baby, we'd be laughing about it. You know, like people have to remember that shit is edited and it makes me angry because also being the mom of four girls, if you really think that I'm going to sit there and let my girls watch somebody body shame me and then them learn that that's okay, you are out of your mind. If I was ever being body shamed or called out of my name in front of my kids, I'd be gone because I don't want my children to think that that's okay to be treated like that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I get angry. Like you're taking away from like my strength as like a woman. And that's what makes me angry that you would really think that I would just sit and take something like that if it was happening. And I also feel like with TikTok, this new thing, like this episode or whatever they're talking about was aired like nine years ago. So there wasn't a way to rewatch old episodes. Now there is. And people are just like hitting rewind, play, analyzing, overanalyzing every little detail. And it's like, you guys are missing the whole, like the whole point of it. Yeah. You see a small mm -hmm. clip. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm over here. It's like, listen, the, everyone can say what they want to say. They have their beliefs. Yeah. Um, I even told Kate all the time, like, listen, I, even me, myself watching back the little clips, damn, I could have delivered my words a little better. I could have been a little bit more compassionate with how I, you know, helped you be accountable for certain things that were, your goals were set for and all those kind of things. So like, I get what people are saying. It's just, it's, it's hard to make this whole conspiracy theory out of a little clip without the right context, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I love that you two are so ride or die for each other. And I also love, Caitlin, how supportive you are of your man Tyler's OnlyFans career. And congratulations <laughs> on being in the top 0.37% of creators, Tyler. That's that's a big deal. <laughs> it ain't me, man. <laughs> I told him, and I told him for months, I said, we need to start an OnlyFans. Mama won't have to work another day in her life. him up he walks in the house i'm like i need your id i'm scanning his face he's like what the hell are you i doing? thought it was for a passport or something i said no i'm starting you an only fan oh, <laughs> i run it i message people i'm you know all of that so like i'm in control of it she just tells you the numbers and i'm just like what <laughs> you're his momager i love it literally yeah that is so fun. I mean, what kind of like gave you that idea? Because I was reading the the bio page and it's like, this account is run by Caitlin featuring the content that I think is hottest and Tyler's doing the things that I want him to do, which honestly, that's kind of like a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I just do what I'm told, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, as you should. Well, okay, so congrats to Tyler on OnlyFans, but Leah... Danny and I want to say a big congrats to you on that beautiful Teen Vogue spread that you did this year. That was so major. I, how, like, I want to know what 17-year-old Leah would think of you posing for this big Teen Vogue photo shoot. 17, I wish that we could have filmed the entire shoot because 17-year-old Leah would be proud of Leah at 31. Um, the confidence that I had with people all around me was something that I didn't have at 17. And I would have, I would have choked up, honestly. I don't know if I would have been able to, to do it. And it was just a cathartic experience being able to share my story on such an amazing platform like Team Vogue. And I feel reading it, there's such a sense of like peace and contentment you have in your life. Do you feel like would 17 year old be like, oh, I made it to there? Like, do you always 
Like, how do you feel about where you are in life now? Because it feels like you're very, like you said, secure and confident in where and who you are. I don't think 17-year-old Leah would have even seen the possibilities that and imagined her her life being what it is today and her growth. I, it was very hard at 17 to even imagine um, being where I'm at today. But I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've had along the way. I'm still grateful for MTV. I know that there was a lot of backlash around that. I'm grateful for ev- like everything and how my life has played out. Yeah. Now, um, Tyler, this season, before we wrap up, I just kind of want to hear from you about your experience unpacking uh, some of the abuse that you experienced in your childhood and using ketamine therapy to get through it. I think that's going to be really interesting for viewers to get a glimpse of what was that like for you and how how are you feeling today in that process? I mean, to be honest, I'm uh, I did a lot of normal therapy throughout my years, but I feel like uh, I want to do something a little more like intense. And uh, I felt like ketamine was a perfect kind of like doorway to get to get to that like nitty gritty and and get to the good stuff that I need to really uh, kind of process and stuff. And I honestly feel like from based off the response I got from the first time I did it, it's not well known. So I'm like, you know what? I kind of have a little bit of responsibility here to, to, to with this platform to show people that there is so many other alternative ways to do therapy, and, and really uh, that's showing a lot of a lot of pro- like people are getting stuff cured, PTSD is being cured by it. So I'm just happy. I feel very proud to like put it out there that that ketamine's an option for people. Um, and for me, it was just actually, she's the one that suggested that I go dive deeper into my childhood sexual abuse stuff, uh, which I'm really glad that she did because, uh, that ketamine session was, was pretty big for me. Um, and it, and it healed a lot of stuff for me and gave me a different perspective on things. And, uh, I feel a lot better now. I feel lighter. I feel, um, you know, not so bogged down by, by stuff that was hidden and trauma. And so I feel, like like a weight's been off my shoulders. Um, and I'm glad that people are able to like watch it and see it plan play out. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, we love to see you guys thriving always and forever. Thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate you so much. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.